Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Delora, Delora, new week. How goes it? Hey, Ashley. I am blessed and highly favored <laughs> about yourself. I'm making it. That's what I got for, for the moment. I'm making it. But it's all good. We are back, guys. New week. Talk about some things. Um, not a whole lot was going on in the pop culture world this week. So we'll hit y'all with a three, four quick headlines, hop into a hot topic, and then get on out of here for today. So Delora, mm-hmm. our first one up is a callback to the 90s. The brat, beloved rapper, is expecting her first child with her wife. The couple announced literally a day shy of them celebrating their first wedding anniversary. They made the shout out via people, their social media, and on Sherry Shepard's show that they're having a baby with the help of a donor from their cryobank. It is just a blessing, the brat told people. I am excited. She and her wife did not have an easy journey to pregnancy, as I've read about. Right. They originally, it was going to be the brat's wife who was going to be the one to try to carry, but she had some health issues during the egg retrieval process. Jessica. So the brat ended up being the one to carry. And at 48 years old, she also had some challenges. She had uh, fibroids that had to be removed. She had polyps that had to be removed. So she mentioned in the People article or the Essence article or one of the articles I have up currently that they learned a lot about women over the age of 40. (laughs) So um, it wasn't smooth but sounds like their story is great for a lot of folks who struggle in the areas of fertility and a beautiful thing to see so what were your thoughts and did you watch any of the interviews that they did about their journey I was completely excited and shocked I had no idea that the brat would be willing to carry I know her wife I was aware of their struggles I watched their interview with Tamron Hall. That one was a really insightful interview. But yeah, this is um, this is awesome. I think it says a lot too about being women over 40 having babies, mm-hmm. you know? And I love to see it. I love to see it. So congratulations to them. Praying for a healthy baby, mommy, delivery. Absolutely. Protect Black women. In healthcare. Amen. Yeah, especially given the fact that she mentioned that she had suffered a miscarriage and the way that she felt after that. Definitely hoping full term, happy, healthy 
baby and all goes smoothly. So congratulations, guys. All right, let's move on to our second quick headline. Judge Mathis, it was announced that his court show along with People's Court was going to be canceled after a collective 50 years on air. This was um, Warner Brothers essentially deciding to get out of, you know, the court business as well as the shifts that we've seen in general with daytime television across the board. But in a turn of events for Judge Mathis, he said, uh-uh, I'm not done yet. He will be returning to the bench this fall on Mathis Court, produced by Byron Allen's Allen Media Group. The media group also has court shows such as America's Court with Judge Ross, Justice for All with Judge Christina Perez, Justice with Judge Maybelline, Supreme Justice with Judge Karen, The Verdict with Judge Hatchet, We the People with Judge Lauren Lake, who I've been told I look like, by the way, <laughs> and Equal Justice with Judge Ebony K. Williams, Williams. which is also premiering in fall 2023. So seems like it's going to be a great fit. And I hadn't realized until I was reading this article via Entertainment Weekly that Judge Mathis is the longest running Black male host on television. Yes, ma'am. And the second longest presiding arbitrator in courtroom TV history behind Judge Judy. Yep. He was just one, going to be just one season shy to tie Judge Judy one, when they had decided to cancel his production. So now he'll be beating Judge Judy, it sounds like. Well, she's still working, so. Well, that's true. I have not gotten a chance to see her new iteration of her show. I have not either. I haven't either. But Judge Greg Mathis is a courtroom institution. Like, he has been on television most of my life and he holds an even special place in my heart because he's from freaking Detroit mm-hmm. um so I think this is fantastic news because when I did hear about the cancellation I was heartbroken I started following him and his family because of their e-news show um the Mathis family I forget the name of it. Mathis Family Values or something along those lines, which is super cute um, and wholesome TV, like a la Run DMD. What was that? Run Oh, House. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So very positive Black family situation. So I was rooting for him after that. So to see him, you know, getting canceled, I was like, no, 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 no. But... Happy Black History Month. Black there man you looking go. out <laughs> for another black man. <laughs> Byron is working. Okay, he out here suing. He out here buying Weather Channel. Yeah, I didn't know until this article either that Byron Allen was also from Detroit. So shout out to your hometown. <laughs> I didn't Judge, know that either. Judge Mathis I- said that he's excited to see Byron build the Motown of court programming. So call back to Detroit. Roots. They have that. Um, I'm looking at LA Times. They have that same quote. So I love it. It's definitely exciting to me because I got an opportunity to see Judge Mathis in the flesh at an NAACP awards um presentation like local presentation years ago he was like the not the MC, but the main speaker of that NAACP awards process and I was there at a table along with some of my colleagues at my former company and when I tell you he made 
visibly all the white people in the room uncomfortable. Oh, I think he enjoyed that. It was a sight to see. So I feel a special connection. That with is Judge hilarious. Mathis. I can see it too. Wow. Yeah. yeah, he was in his element. But yeah, I mean, I I come from broadcast television. I I root for broadcast television even now from afar so i'm glad to see that this is content that will continue to live on let's be honest people still love them some court shows so i'm sure he will find a great audience over Raising at byron's company another generation of children who's at home with their grandma <laughs> <laughs> don't take they soaps and don't take they judge shows and they talk shows and you know we on the talk show train too we love a good talk daytime television is everything and you know what's so funny i've always loved it from a kid from a kid i remember watching today's show with katie quirk and um brian gumble i remember kathy lee and uh regis i used to think they were married that's how young i was (laughs) i'm like are they married so speaking of that this just reminded me of something i didn't put as a headline but given you just brought up regis and kathy lee what were your thoughts about ryan's announcement that he's leaving live with kelly and ryan and that mark consuelos kelly's husband is taking his place i'm glad you brought that up so with ryan i was surprised but not like shocked because he's the type he keeps his checks flowing and diversified mm-hmm. you know what i mean i think outside of american idol this is one of his longest gigs no he still has the radio show but hey you know he's gonna be all right it should be interesting to see <laughs> yeah, he's definitely gonna be all right get himself into um with them replacing him with her husband to me that says the show doesn't have the time or energy to find another co-host and they know what it is as long as they are married, the stability is there. <laughs> I honestly think after the whole situation with Strahan, with Michael Strahan, yes. that Kelly wouldn't have been none of that anymore. I think she had a conversation and said, I'm, I only want to co-host with people now that I trust. Ryan, I think, was a favor because they are longtime friends. And he originally had only Andy signed Cohen? on. I think Andy probably is like, listen, I already have my other empire that i have He's a little to messy though i don't know with. how well he would have been i mean anderson time. cooper i know had guessed it a lot as well because they were yes. also friends but anderson again cnn personality harder news like i think they both already had their niches whereas yeah. ryan I, not to be honest too when I, ryan first was announced i was like that's such a vanilla boring pick i'm I'm not gonna enjoy this yes and, but ryan and he, pleasantly surprised me and he came in kind of like a megan mccain like they they had all these people come in and audition you find your favorites and then they bring in somebody who was barely there saying here's the new co-host and you're just like oh now i'm stuck with you great i think it was a favor i think kelly was like i want ryan and so Ryan was like, okay, I'll do this. I'll move to New York for three years and then I have to go. I was he stayed say, for six. He's in LA. Yeah. He's an so LA that's guy. He's, he's about to go back to. And then Mark, she's like, listen, it's my husband or bust at this point. I have carried this show now for a long time. And so it's me and Mark. A cute couple. I mean, he does most of the heavy lifting for that for me, but really? I, <laughs> I think he's gorgeous. Well, yes. in that way. <laughs> No, I'm saying they're a good looking couple, meaning like 
you know, daytime television is prom- primarily women, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think it'll be fun. That's all I'm trying to say. I just, when I heard this from Mark, I was like, is this what Mark really wanted to do? Because he, he was wants still, to be an actor. Yeah, he was yes. still acting this whole time. I mean, he did a, a stint on Riverdale for a long time. I mean, I yep. didn't know if this was, maybe he just had a point. He's like, okay, it's fine that I'll take a break from going on location and I'll just do this next to my wife every day. I mean- They've worked together before. They have. They met on the soaps. They were together yeah. a long time on the soaps. So their children are so beautiful. They're so cute. I love them. So that I their kids I, are clones of them. That's they're what's gorgeous. Crazy. They're gorgeous children. I love it. I love it. It makes me happy when the kids look just like their parents. You know, they are clones. But yeah, I'll be curious to see. I'm sure you know. It'll be it'll be interesting because I'm used to especially the banter that starts the show having a diversity, whereas now you're having the people in the same household talk about stories. So it won't be a hey, what'd you do this weekend? Hey, what'd you do this weekend? No, we were together because we're married. (laughs) So that will be a little bit different. But otherwise, I don't see it making much of a difference in the overall tone of the show. So we'll see what happens. But you just made me think about that with that pivot so let's move on to our third quick headline which is miss rebel wilson getting engaged to her disney princess fiance ramona agruma i hope i pronounced that right got engaged at disneyland in california with a 2.55 carat tiffany and co diamond which apparently harkens back to their first date back in 2021 when their friend gave them tiffany heart charms this is beautiful news obviously rebel has made multiple announcements over the last couple of years from having a baby to dating this woman in the first place to now getting engaged so you know congratulations um, year of health also was a lot in the Mm -hmm. news recently too talking about that she was contractually obligated to not was surprised by that via those pitch perfect films yep so yeah it's it's an exciting time for her scene she also announced the launch of her app fluid that she's been heavily promoting. So she's got quite a few things going on. Do you think this marriage will be televised? Oh, I don't know. I think, honestly, Rebel can do whatever she wants. And I'll <laughs> be rooting for her. You know what I mean? Um, congratulations. I feel like it may be a Disney Plus special at this point. <laughs> congratulations, Rebel. You know, one of the things that I love about her and her family of siblings they all have like these badass names so her name is rebel she has a sibling named riot anarchy and liberty like wtf what were their parents doing they were like, going some things <laughs> power to the people listen what were y'all going and she's australian right what yes. were y'all going through over there in australia now exactly <laughs> exactly so commitment and so you mentioned the baby so i was like oh what did she name the baby but the baby has a cute name uh royce lillian so yeah that is funny i have not heard that so thank you for that tidbit to add Mm -hmm. but yeah i'll be curious go ahead bob go ahead and give them a disney channel special we would love to see it not disney well it could be disney channel disney channel disney plus whatever you want to do 
All right, let's move on to our last and final quick headline that literally was breaking news on the day that we are recording. And that is that the man convicted of killing rapper Nipsey Hussle, Eric Holder Jr., was found guilty of first degree murder and has been sentenced to 60 years to life in prison. This is stemming all the way back to 2019, which sounds like a very long time ago, given everything that's happened since, right? Um, I remember where I was when the news dropped that Nipsey Hussle had been shot um, and killed. And I also remember the controversy about when he was first coming up for trial, that the one guy who was against, was it was a part of the prosecution against OJ originally had picked up this case. Like there was multiple things that had kind of happened legally over time, but as of today, we finally have a decision and it's 60 years without the possibility of parole as well. That's worth noting because he also was found not guilty of attempted murder against two people who were wounded. So he could have gotten more time, honestly. What were your thoughts? My thoughts immediately went to Nipsey Hussle's family. I'm hoping that they are okay uh, with this news, that they feel some form of justice um granted i find that ever easy to do knowing that your loved one is no longer here because of the actions of someone so reckless immediately went towards his family and loved ones and so i'm just praying for them right now well said delora i agree all right Guys, let's move into our hot topic of the day, which is another award show, the BAFTAs. The BAFTAs took place at the Royal Festival Hall in London, England on Sunday. Delora, first thing I saw was something that you sent me, which was Ariana DeBose's opening number, which apparently she worked with a choreographer, she worked with you know, a team and kind of got this all together. And while it seems that the audience at the actual award show may have enjoyed themselves, social media was very, very critical. So much so that Ariana deactivated her Twitter. What did you think about her opening number as well as the subsequent criticism? Angela Bassett did the thing. (laughs) She had Angela Bassett trending. So there's that. Viola Davis, my woman king. (laughs) So Ashley, when I became aware of this viral moment, it was at the beginning of the rap part. Yes. Where they were voguing. And at this point of the performance, Ariana came off as um, trying to catch her breath in some ways, right? And I know her to be a phenomenal performer. I mean, she's a freaking Broadway star, right? So it was very hard to connect her performance and the reaction within the audience and conclude that it was good. (laughs) (laughs) That it was a success. That it was like, doing what it was supposed to do you know what I mean like it was like was it hitting I don't I it was Danielle's face for me um she didn't I don't know if her face was because she was called out or was it like a (laughs) I don't want to be a part of this narrative 
Um, I would hate to be caught in some of these viral moments because I can't control <laughs> my facial expressions either. It's going to be so raw. I would think maybe for them being actors and actresses, it helps because they are naturally performers in that way. But for me, I'll be like, ooh, but the they caught me again. She was shouting out, didn't seem like they were really feeling it. And it was Viola davis auntie moment that made me feel like you know how like that one person in the audience is like okay baby we got you <laughs> yeah like Keep in the going. church yes. no matter if you can sing or not you're gonna get hyped up if you singing in the choir at church so i have had the opportunity to watch it from the very beginning and the beginning is really good um and that's how i know she had just done a dance number that was you know cool and exciting but that section did not go off well and what we know about today's social media we love to clip and focus on certain moments and that was not a ideal moment for her now why does she deactivate I feel like in some ways it brings more attention to the situation I mean maybe she could have had the opportunity to I don't know turn off social media for about a week two weeks or so let it die down but she's definitely getting more attention knowing that she deactivated her freaking account yeah and maybe for her mental health and if that's the case do what you got to do girl but yeah you you would think maybe put have somebody your team manage it for you for a little bit or just not go on it for a period of time I don't know what her work obligations may be like either in terms of social yeah. media engagement because there's a lot of that these days but the BAFTA's award producer Nick Bullen believes the Twitter criticism of her opening number was incredibly unfair quote unquote and I'm looking at a variety article good for him you want somebody to stand up for you and yeah and in this article he went on to say that he feels like the backlash um came down to a lot of people not liking change and that there's a view that the BAFTAs have to be slightly stiff, traditional British, Middle England messaging. He said that American awards have so much more razzmatazz, more showbiz. And so they're not looking to revolutionize, but they're looking to evolutionize and, and evolve. And he said that he want that they wanted to engage all audiences. They didn't just want to go for the traditional British award ceremony audience. They wanted to send a message to young people send a message to diverse groups around Britain uh, that the show is for everyone and I think what's interesting about that is that the additional backlash that the Baptists have received is that all of the awards went to white folks so yet again even though there have been subsequent changes even though there have been minorities who have been brought in to try to make some changes in terms of voting and all of that there are and so I, many posts or comments from people that were super disappointed with the results. Yeah. When it comes to the BAFTAs, I really do feel like they lean towards their own countrymen and women. I feel like, you, yeah, you could probably say that for the Academy Awards as well. But BAFTA, I feel like I see that trend happening more often than not. So when you listed that this was something we were going to talk about today, I immediately went to the supporting actress category because I was like, Angela Bassett did the thing. (laughs) So I needed to know like, who won? Did she win? She did not. Um, 
and I'm not saying Carrie Coden didn't do a great job, but we all know that Angela Bassa has been sweeping the award season this year. So even everything yeah. everywhere all at once that's been such an awards darling was snubbed outside of one award for like best editing. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm not familiar with the projects that really seem like they got a lot of love, like a German film called All Quiet on the Western Front. I still haven't watched the Banshees of Inashiran, if that's how you pronounce it. So some of these awards and some of these winners of all the award shows are not ones that I'm super familiar with, besides maybe um, Elvis, really. So I couldn't say about the quality of uh, the performances or my thoughts on the work or anything like that. But I will say yet again, just a startling reminder that the validation that people of color seek and hope for is oftentimes not there with the biggest award shows that are available. And that that then sends a signal to the folks who are talent that you need to find opportunity elsewhere to really be able to gain the level of recognition that you need. Because we talk about these award shows a lot, and it's not that award show or everything, but in Hollywood and in um, entertainment, it's still cachet. It is still currency to say that you are a yes. winner of this, this, and this. Yep. It provides power to be able to get things greenlit to be able to have bigger budgets, to be able to walk into certain rooms, to be able to network with the upper echelon within your industry. So that's why it's always so disappointing to see these types of articles and stories that come out thereafter, because this is not an award show I watched, paid attention to until the backlash thereafter. So, yep. Well, Let's talk fashion real quick. I have up Vogue. And I'm just looking through some of these outfits and red carpet looks. Did you have any standouts that you saw? I did. I'm looking at Harper's Bazaar. So here are my faves. Jody Turner-Smith and Gucci. Mm -hmm. She looked phenomenal. Cynthia Rivo and Louis Vuitton. <laughs> Gugu Batrah. And Gucci. Oh, you liked her dress. I did. Viola Davis and Stella McCarthy. Gwendolyn Christie. Yeah. She looked gorgeous. Love it. Love it. It's giving Wednesday. Wednesday vibes for sure. For sure. And an honorable mention is Nicola in Valentino. And the reason why I'm calling her out is I just hope Bridgerton is doing what they do with all their stars before each season. All the darlings, they are dressed to the nines and on all the carpets and, you know, that that star treatment. I just hope that they give that to her because she deserves it. And again, still interested to see what the season three is going to be. But the book actually was quite cute, so... I just wanted to add a couple additional. I think that Hoi and Jung and Louis Vuitton looked gorgeous. And this gold off the shoulder number, she looked like a statue. Lily James and Tamara Ralph, this structured middle section 
just you like that it it, it just kind of wowed me a little bit I was like oh <laughs> I feel like it makes me feel something I'll say that it makes me feel something so I enjoyed her look and it fit her body to perfection and I feel like I'm missing somebody that I also really really liked but maybe you already hit them that they're not coming to mind so another honorable mention would be Florence Pugh in that yeah. orange it's not my favorite look that she's had she's had some killer looks yes but she looks good I mean she's been looking good oh it's Hayley Atwell I liked this it was like beading kind of pleated at the top white with the black uh skirt I thought that was really really cute so that was my last person what did you think about Prince William and Kate Middleton showing up apparently they haven't been in a while where's Prince Harry (laughs) I don't care about these people. But ain't Harry, what's the point of talking about it, huh? <laughs> Until Kate is able to show that she's making a difference instead of just bringing things to attention, her wearing a pretty dress or a dress she's worn before with gloves isn't going to move me. Mm. All right. Well, you heard it from <laughs> our royal expert on the podcast. So there you go. Delora, that's it on the quick headlines and hot topics for today, girl. What are we recapping for the people for Tuesday? Our final Black History Month selection, even though it doesn't really matter because we always like to highlight Black art. 365. There you go. We are going to recap the real life Dora Milaje. The Woman King, available on Netflix, starring the Viola Davis. There was so much confusion about that. I remember when this movie was out, everybody's like, is this the story of the Dora Milaje? And I was like, no. <laughs> this is a story that was about fiction. The Agoji, yes. the real life female elite warriors of the Dahomey kingdom. There you go. Well, guys, we will see you. Then, in the meantime, be blessed.